Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Ramba Mishnah Torah, Hilchais Bikurim, the laws of the first fruits. Perik Revi, chapter 4, Kolamevi Bikurim. Coming off of the end of the last chapter, where we talked about seven things required for Bikurim. He now goes on to say that Kol Hamevi Bikurim, that anyone who brings Bikurim absolutely must do the following. Ton, it requires a korban, a sacrifice. We talked about peace offerings that have to be brought as the farmer brings the Bikurim. He has to bring peace offerings. Bashir, the Levites, break out in song. They sing, Are Mimcha Hashem, Kidili Sonny, I will exalt you, God, for you have drawn me up. Utnufa, there is the waving. There is the service called Tnufa, or raising up and down. Vilina, and the fact that the farmer must spend the night in Jerusalem. Aval, however, another component which is part of the Bikurim process, but not always mandated, is the idea of the declaration. We learned that the farmer makes a declaration, I brought you my fruits, thank you Hashem. Because in some cases, people are obligated to bring first fruits, but omitting the declaration. The following list are those who bring the Bikurim, but do not make the declaration. The first is Ha'isha, a woman, because by Torah law, the property, the land in Israel is given to man, along with his wife and family. But the property actually gets passed down from father to son, and the daughter inherits property with her husband and his tribe. So therefore, the woman cannot say it's my land, because she did not inherit the land, even though she shares it with her husband. Vihatumtum, vihaandreganis, and we learned about these two categories Many times, a person with both signs of a male and a female, or an androgynous, we don't know if male or female, because these two might be a woman, and women are not permitted to say the land that you gave us, because in fact, the land is given to men who share it with their wives. So therefore... <clears throat> they must bring <coughs> the first fruits, <coughs> but they don't make the declaration. The ain on they cannot say Hashem, you God gave it to me because of the fact that they acquired it by virtue of their relationship with their husband. The chain, and similarly speaking, who else brings the first fruits? but cannot make the declaration, those who are court-appointed. Caretakers for orphans, for example, for the estate of orphans, or someone who is technically <coughs> considered an ebed. 
a servant who doesn't have land, or if the farmer sends an agent, so he can't say, you gave me this land. The agent brings the Bikurim, but he can't make the declaration. None of the above list can say, you gave me the land. What about Hager? What about a convert who converts and joins the Jewish people? Maybe he may bring Vekede, and interestingly enough, he can read as well. He can make the declaration as well. Shanamar, why? Because every convert is considered a child of Abraham. Shanamar Lavram, because Hashem stated to Abraham, our patriarch, Av I have made you a father of a multitude of nations. Because of that verse, Avraham Avinu Abraham becomes the father, the patriarch to the world. Anyone who enters under the wings of the divine presence, anybody who embraces Judaism, becomes a Ben Avram. In fact, a convert is called up to the Torah, usually Ben Avram, or referred to as Ben or Bat Sarah, because Abraham and Sarah become the matriarch and patriarch of every convert. So what does that have to do with Avram, with Abraham? Well, Avram, because the first oath by God to cause the Jewish people to inherit the land was given to Abraham, where he was told, his children will inherit the land. The convert is a child of Abraham. And so also, and they can read, even though they also don't have land, because the division of land did not go to the tribe of Levi, including the Kohanim, but the Levites had 42 cities which they were given, including the Cities of Refuge was 48. And they lived there and they got little parcels of garden areas as well. And therefore, technically, referring to those lands, they can say the land that God has given me, even though the Kohen and Levi did not really receive land from Hashem equally with the Jewish people. Continuing along the lines of those who have to bring the first fruit to the Beis HaMikdash, but do not make the declaration, if somebody acquires two trees within a larger field of someone else, maybe he has to bring the Bikurim because they are his trees. And we said earlier, two trees kind of takes along with it the land that it grows on, but still ain't a kede. It's not enough to make a declaration. You gave me the land. Because we're not really sure if he does or he doesn't. So what should he do? There's a way out. He can consecrate the fruits to the temple fund. Then, the reason he needs to do this is because if it's not the first fruits, then it's everyday fruits. And we're not sure if it's the first fruits or not because he only has two trees and he doesn't own the land. So it might be everyday food. 
and you're not allowed to bring everyday food into the temple courtyard, but by consecrating it to the temple phone, you're allowed to bring it in. Then someone has to redeem fruit that's consecrated to the temple phone. The Kohen redeems them with his money. And then the Kohen could eat it. So either way, either he redeemed first fruits or he redeemed regular fruit. But because it may be regular fruit, regular produce, the Kohen must set aside from it the portion to the Kohen and the portion to the Levi. Because they may be everyday food. But he can only give the tithe, not to the Levi, but to the Kohen. Why? Why can't the lady get it? Because if they are the first fruits, then they're not allowed to go to a lady, only to a Kohen. Maybe he can't bring them himself. He should better send it with someone else. Because we're not sure if he should read the declaration or not. Let's not debate it. Better to send it with an emissary. Anything that's not fit to have a declaration be made, then you can't do it unless you make anything. We're not sure whether it needs a declaration or not. If you don't make a declaration, it might stop the whole process. Therefore, it's best that it be sent with an agent. Hey, If a person set aside his first fruits and then sold his field, now he has no more field. He has fruits, but he has no field. Again, maybe he can bring the first fruits, but he can't read the declaration. Why not? Because he's unable to say, that you gave me. Because he has no land. What about the buyer, the one who bought the land? Can he say it? Can he bring and say, no. He doesn't have to bring first fruits. Because from this species, from this land, the seller already set aside. And if the buyer does set aside first fruits, maybe he brings, he doesn't make the declaration. But if he grows another species of produce on that land, then he sets aside first fruits, or maybe, and he delivers it, and he also reads the declaration. Six, what if someone sells his field to a buyer only for the purpose of produce? He doesn't sell the field itself. He sells the field for the right of the produce. Halekeach, the buyer, maybe ve'enakede, can bring the first fruits, but he can't read because he can't, he can't make the declaration because he can't say, you gave me the land. Shekinyan pedas, ainakikinyan aguf, because when one acquires the produce, he doesn't acquire the body of the land. Aval, however, <coughs> another scenario what if a man is taking care of his wife's land that she brought with her into the marriage? Maybe a man can bring up the possessions of his wife, be him first fruits, and he can read. Even though the man is merely a caretaker for these special possessions of his wife, which she brings into the marriage. We learned earlier, there are various types. There's nichse melug, nichse tzein barzel, 
Why is it that the man can read even though it's his wife's land? Because the verse says, which God, your God, gave to you and to your household. So his wife is part of his household. Even though his wife passed away after the produce was set aside as the first fruits. And he's on the road, maybe Vikade is still it's still considered his household, and there's no reason why he should not bring the produce and read the declaration as well. Zayin if somebody sells his field. So he sells trees, Vikarkon and the land. During the period of time that the Jubilee is in force. In fact, the next set of laws we're going to be learning are the laws of the Jubilee year. The sabbatical and Jubilee year. There were times when this was observed, and then later it was not observed. But as long as it was observed, the land reverts back to the original owners in the Jubilee year. So the question is, if somebody bought this farm, this land, can he say it's my land? Well, being that he bought it for 49 years, it's sort of his. So first time around, he can do it. If you ask the seller, is this land really going to come back to me? He'll say, we'll see. I never experienced a jubilee year before. I hope so. But he's not sure. But if somebody bought the land and very soon thereafter the jubilee year comes about, depends how far along you are on the cycle. And then, it was sold to the same, from the same seller to the same buyer in the second jubilee year, in the beginning years. This time, the buyer and the seller already experienced the return of the land from buyer to seller. Therefore, he could bring, but not read the declaration. Because he's reliant upon the fact in his psyche that he only has the produce. Because he already saw that the land returns, reverts back. The Kenyan Petus ain't a Kenyan Agufa. And as we learned earlier, acquiring produce is not a real acquisition of the body of the item without the land. What if somebody set aside produce, then God forbid took ill, and he's dangerously ill, then his heir apparent should bring the first fruits, but he can't make the declaration because it's not yet his land as long as the person whose estate he will be inheriting, is alive. If he set aside the produce, and sent him through an emissary, an agent, to and the emissary died on the way, the agent died, even though the guy himself came and brought them, he should not make the decoration. As it says, you shall take, and you shall come, the one who takes has to come. In this case, he sent it with the agent who took it. And then, because the agent is out of commission, he himself went and took it. 
He set aside his first fruits. The Ovdu and they were lost. Kedim Shiagil Harabais before he reached the Temple Mount. The first fruits they disappeared. They rotted, they were stolen. So he went back and he set aside other fruits. Maybe Hashniim. He brings the second set. The Ainakadi, but he can't make the declaration. Because being that this is not the first fruits, it's the second set of first fruits. He can't say Asanatius Adama, the beginning of the fruits of the land. He can't say that. Because they're not the first. Velo Ashniim, this is the second. And the second, ain't Chayav Malach Hamish, can be quoted. If somebody violates the second set, then he doesn't have to pay the fifth penalty. Yud Hevi Bikurov and Nitmo Bazara, what if somebody brings his first fruits? And they become defiled in the temple courtyard, some then he should spill out the basket there and certainly not make the declaration because they are impure. There's some discussion as to what the word neiftsum means. They, one interpretation is it should be like spread about, left in the temple courtyard until it rots. Others say it should be burned because you can't just leave it around. Maybe somebody will, God forbid, eat it and it's defiled first fruits, which are not edible. Yudbeis hifrish bikurab. What if someone set aside his first fruits? And now the spring, which serves as the field's water supply, has suddenly been dried out. So it's not a viable field anymore. A field without water is not a field. Or the tree was cut down. He has first fruits. It grew. It's all good. But now... More can no, no, no longer grow until some serious repairs and restorations are brought about. Maybe Vayne Kedah he brings, but he doesn't make the declaration. The fish is at Kemishain Lekarka, because right now <clears throat> the land is not functional, so he can't really make this declaration. It's like it's lost. Yud Gimala, maybe Bikurim, Meacha Chagasukas Vat we learned that the main season of the first fruits is from Shavuos through Sukkot, which is like from May through October. But what if he brings from Sukkot after Sukkot until Hanukkah, from October through December? It's not exactly. Bikurim time. Even though it was set aside before Sukkot, maybe you should bring it. Because we learned that up to Hanukkah, one can still bring Bikurim, but he can no longer make the declaration. As it says, You should rejoice for all the good that God gave you. This declaration can only be made at the time of rejoicing. When does someone rejoice for his crop? When it's high season. From Shavuos to the end of Sukkot. From May through October. However, these are all the different categories that must bring the first fruits but cannot make the decoration. Any other categories may be in bring 
the Kaden and make the declaration as well. Moving on to the next law, he says, Abikurim <laughs> the first fruits, the truma, which is the two percent produce given to the Kohen, the challah, which is the first of the dough, the and the principal, and the fifth. When a non-Kohen partakes of any of the above mentioned substances, he has to make restitution of the principal plus one fifth. So that's placed in this list as well. And the three gifts that every person has to give the Kohen. When he slaughters an ordinary animal, the foreleg, the cheek, or, or, and, and the maw, all of the above are personal possessions of the Kohen. Again, the first fruits, the truma, chala, the principal and fifth of restitution, and the three gifts from a regular animal. Yeshle liknes, a person can actually use those to purchase with these gifts or the funds which he gets for them. Avodim, servants, vikarkois, and lands. Or behematmeya, theoretically, a person can sell any of the above and purchase even a non-kosher animal. Because although they must be consumed in sanctity by the buyer, and although for some of these, the buyer must be a kohen, like the first fruits or the truma, nevertheless, the funds derived from these items are private, everyday, mundane funds of the Kohen with which he can do anything he wants to. So this is sort of a, 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 a paradox, a dichotomy. And therefore, a creditor may collect for his debt. We, we learned earlier, we learned extensively the laws of Trumais. There is a market for truma. People buy and sell truma. The only problem is only a Kohen could eat it. But an Israelite can buy and sell truma. The Aisha Biksubasa, or the Kohen's wife, can collect the above for her marriage contract payout. Furthermore, the Kohen Sefer he can even purchase a Torah scroll. And the big deal is if we're allowed to purchase God forbid a non-kosher animal. Certainly, we can purchase a Torah scroll. What's the big chidush? What's the big revolutionary contribution where the Rambam tells us we can purchase a Torah scroll? So here he's making note, even though it's preferable to write a Torah scroll, but it's also possible to purchase a Torah scroll. And therefore, some say that's the chidush, that's the contribution of the Rambam statement here. Tesva 15. <coughs> Even though of the above list, the first fruits and the heave offering, Truma, may not be consumed by non Kohanim. And even though, if the first fruits inadvertently become mixed with a great volume of non first fruits, if they become mixed with everyday produce in Jerusalem, 
So why don't you say, well, it's only one in 200. It's nullified. No. Asurin bechol shehein beminam. If it is species in species, they are forbidden, even if it's one in a thousand. Kemasasheni like second tithe. Why? Because what is to stop the person from eating them? He's in Jerusalem. He can eat them. So the principle is something that becomes permissible will never become nullified even one in a thousand. It becomes a which I just explained. Even though first fruits are also forbidden to Israelites, even in Yerushalayim. Why? Because unlike my Sersheni, first fruits can only be consumed by a Kohen. Still, the slightest amount will make them forbidden because a Kohen could eat them or he can sell them to another Kohen. Even the seed of first fruits after they've entered into Jerusalem, that which grows from them are forbidden, even in the slightest volume, if the mixture happened in Jerusalem. Not so if somebody plants the first fruits before they enter into Jerusalem. Hagidulim. That which grows from it, chulin, becomes everyday food. We have a very, very central, important halacha coming up, 16. And I encourage everyone who is studying this with me to share this with your families. Everyone needs to know this. What the scene of Bikurim was when the farmer brought Bikurim. How are the fruits, the first fruits, brought up to Jerusalem with a massive production, a massive parade? All of the inhabitants of that general area, let's say in today's terminology, all the people of that county, Miskanses gathered together, of, to the chief city, of that county. We don't want people to make the trek to Jerusalem as individuals. We want a big group. We want a big parade. As the verse says, with a multitude of people, we have the beautification of the king. Kings get their glory from grandiose experiences. People come and they sleep in the city in the marketplace of the chief city of the capital of that county, they shouldn't even sleep in the houses. <coughs> Why? Because we need to retain ritual purity with Bikurim. We're concerned that in the house there may be something impure. In the early morning, the one in charge proclaims, Kumu, rise up. Let's ascend to Zion, to God our God. And the ox walks ahead of them, the ox who draws the cart. The horns of the ox 
are covered and decorated, are glazed with gold. And he has a crown of olive branches on his head. He's a decorated ox. To let you know, it's like today you would decorate a car or a truck at the head of a parade. To inform you, like you have a float, that the first fruits are Meshivas Haminim of the seven kinds. So that's the purpose of the crown of the olive branch, because the olives are of the second kind. The Hecholil Make Lifnehem, and music is played. A flute is played ahead of them. So we have a musical parade. Until they reach close to Jerusalem. And as they go along the road, they read verses of joy. I rejoiced when it was said to me, Come, let us go to the house of Hashem. So you have thousands of Jews with their baskets ascending up to Jerusalem. It was a massive parade. In order to get a lot of attention, to have all the news media there, they only went two two parts of the day. They only traveled during two parts of the day. They didn't travel all day so that they go slowly and they get a lot of attention. As they came close to Jerusalem, they sent messengers ahead to inform the residents of Jerusalem that a big contingent of Bikurim bringers, of Bikurim delivery is coming. A big parade. The Itras Bikurim, at that point in time, they stopped and they decorated their Bikurim baskets. And they put all the Beautification upon them. We learned earlier that they beautify the baskets. So as they're in transport, that's one thing. But once they get close, they do uh, a last-minute beautification of the baskets. <coughs> what if some of the produce dried up? Others did not. Then put the dried-up produce underneath and put the fresh Exciting produce up above, so it looked beautiful, so that the photographers will get good shots as it hits the print and still media, the, 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 the video, the cable stations. And all of the leaders of Jerusalem, the movers and shakers, the Kohanim, the treasurers, everybody comes out to greet them. How many people come out to greet them? It depends how many people are coming. The greater the group that arrives, the greater the group who greets them. In If a lot of people come, a lot of people come out to greet them. And if it's only a small group, then you have a poquito, a little greeting party. Once they enter into the gates of Jerusalem, they should read verses from the Psalms. Our legs 
was standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. And he says in 17, Kol bale umenayis shabirushalayim aimdimipneyam. We take all of the artisans, all the craftsmen, all the computer programmers, come out of Jerusalem. They stand in their honor. And here he says that the Gemorian Kedushan says that this is perhaps one of the most tremendous signs of respect because people who are busy working with their crafts and their art, artisans are not even required to stand before the Torah <coughs> because they're concentrating and they're focusing. But here, excuse me, here they have to come out and greet the contingency of farmers, con- the contingent of farmers coming, the group of farmers coming with their bikurim. Vishayalim bishleimam, and they greet them, and they ask them how they are. They say, Achenu, our brothers, Anshimikimplaini, men of this and this county, Bayachem lisholem, greetings, come in peace. And now they walk through the streets of Jerusalem. And the flute is playing. Until they come to the Temple Mount. When they come to the Temple Mount. Each one takes his basket of Bekurim off of the shoulders of his sons or servants or his wagon and places them on his shoulder. And they Recite chapter 150 of Tehillim, the last chapter of Tehillim. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise be God, praise be Hashem and His holiness, etc. Ad kel haneshama to hallelujah, until all souls will praise God, praise be God. And they continue to ascend up the Temple Mount, and they read. Until they reach Lazara, the temple courtyard. If they reach the court, when they reach the courtyard, Dibru, Halavi, and Bashir, the Levites, break out in their song, a large Levite choir, ready to greet them with song, Hashem, and they sing the verse, I will exalt you, Hashem, Kidili Sonny, because you have drawn me up, the gamer, etc. End of chapter 4.